opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This has been an ACB Community Call. Today's Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, October 24, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. Here at the top, we got a few reminders. Firstly, we want to let everyone know we're going to take all first questions first. And if we get through everyone's first questions, we will take second questions. Also, Please be respectful and let everyone answer their questions with the same respect you would want your question to be answered. And there are no dumb questions. So don't be scared to ask any type of tech question you may have. And you can raise your hands and uh, we'll start getting going on the tech questions here in a few minutes. The question of the day is, what is your favorite podcast not affiliated with IACast or Unmute? So I will say mine currently has been Mac Power Users, which is on Relay FM. It's all things Mac and iOS. It's a great podcast. So if you haven't heard that, check that out. They put one out every week. It's really good. So also, I got Michael Babcock with me. How you doing, Michael? I am doing well, Marty. Um, what is my favorite podcast? Not IACast or Unmute related. Um I, I helped you come up with the question. I didn't have an answer. So I think what I'm going to pick is Double Tap. Uh, anyone knows that I really enjoy the banter on that show. Um, and that's where I get a lot of, of tech news from myself. So Double Tap would be my favorite podcast. Over the last week on the IACast network, we've published the iCast where they talked about the iPad. I believe that was you, Michael, and Alicia. Correct, Marty? Correct. Yep. Uh, and then Michael and Alicia published Bizability, How to Start a Business. 199 IA cast bubble shaming had came out and I have not listened to that. So I don't know what that's about, but I can tell you on Thursday, unmute presents magic access uncovering Disney and uh, the world, the Disney world inclusivity uh, was published by Katie. And I really like editing her show. For those who don't know, I do the editing because I learn a lot about traveling. And if you haven't listened to those, I, I highly recommend checking them out. And uh, Marty, that's all I got. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. And just so everybody knows, Michael Doyce will not be here today. Everything's fine. He had some other business to attend to. He will be back next week. He wanted me to let everyone know if you are an IACast app user, there has been an update pushed out just a few days ago with some bug fixes and a couple of new features. So check that out. And Sheila, what do we got? Yes, sir. Deborah Jackson, you may unmute. Hi, Deborah. Okay, I'm finally first for, um, to get to answer my question. Um, I have a question about Facebook. Hopefully, you know about it. I'm always snapshotting uh, my pictures or papers or um, I uh, or a note on the wall where I live, and then I have to do it to read it. Right. Well, when okay. I went on my profile. On my Facebook, I've seen all my snapshots there, which I thought it was kind of weird. Like I must have shared my pictures with everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So your screenshots or or the snapshots of the text that you were taking um, were showing up on your Facebook. On my Facebook, on my profile, yeah. So I don't use Facebook, but I do have it installed. I can take a look and see what the setting is, but it sounds like so at some point you got your Facebook's, uh, you got your local iPhone images to synchronize with your Facebook um, profile. And uh -huh. I think, uh, well, there is a way to stop that. I will need to uh, come back and give you that information in a moment. Thank you. All right, Judy. Hey, Judy. Again. Hi, guys. Um, How are you? Doing well, thanks. Oh, favorite podcast. Um, 
Paul McCartney, A Life in Lyrics from Amazon, because I'm a big Beatles fan, so love that one. Um, question about sharing in voice memos. Uh, so when you first go to the share option, it gives a whole long list of people that I have texted. Now, some right. I text on a regular basis, some I haven't texted in a month. And every time I text somebody, somebody new, it adds that person to the list until and if I want to share via mail, I've got to keep going. And it's it's just an inconvenience. Is there any way to filter that to basically get rid of some of those people that I'm not going to be sharing voice memos to in the near future? Unless there's a way to shut off the feature where it's because what it does is I believe it shows the the last either most recent 10 people or the last 10 people that you texted with, unless you can turn that feature off. So it doesn't show that at all, which I'm not sure if you can do. That's what I'm asking. I don't want, I mean, it it can be convenient for a couple, for a couple of these people, but for the large majority, I'm not looking to share with them. And like I said, and some of them I haven't texted in like a month. And so it's just, it's an inconvenience. Do you know of any way where there's any, because there's no way to, if I swipe down, it does, I can't delete that person. There's no way to edit that. At no, all. usually what I have to do is just go to the uh, message button instead of pick a person, because then it'll open up a blank text message. And in the two box, you put who you want to send it to. Yeah, but to, to, to share it directly from voice members, there's no way to get get rid of all that. All that I, other don't th- stuff. I don't think yeah. there is. Yeah. I can look and see if there's a way to delete that row you know, the option to show the last 10 people. I don't think there is, but yeah, if I can find okay. a way to do it, I will definitely tell you how to do it. Okay, thanks. All right, appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. Christine. Hello. Hey, Christine, so how are you doing? I just, oh, good. I just recently got a, a new Mac, but I've had this problem before on other Macs where notifications will just keep coming up about Google login, about Dropbox and whether I want to be notified of whatever. Is there a way from yes. the notification where it comes up to deal with them? Yeah. Well, so do you want it to be turned off completely? Or so there's two things you can do. I want number to, one is like, you can go into the notification that pops up. And then that's, when that's, you yeah. w- when you interact with it and and you click it, all it's really going to do is it's going to open up to the settings, and then you got to go from there. So the better thing to do would be to go into settings, go to notifications, and once you're in there, there's going to be a list of all the things that you can individually yeah, turn on and off once you configure it. Off. So uh, they, I think I they, think I know what you're running and, into. Um, and okay. this has happened. So you're talking about, for example, uh, X application has added itself to login items and you get that right, right. every exactly. time you restart your computer. Exactly. So two things. Number one, pressing VOO will take you to your notifications. Um, escape does not dismiss that. It took me forever to learn that press that's like a toggle pressing VOO, uh, typically hides that as well. If you find the notification in the list and do VO command space, this is the actions uh, option. And then if you do VO down arrow, then there's an allow or deny when it comes to notifications in this menu. But for the option of login manager, simply choosing the close button has appeared to stop displaying that to me after I restart my computer when you acknowledge that by closing it with the actions menu. Okay. So give awesome. that a try but but I've always works. used VON to get to notifications. Have they changed that? There's a lot of ways to accomplish okay. multiple tasks on the Mac. Yes, VON. VON takes you to Mac notifications. Why? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So try VOO. That'll take you to the Important notification. Important distinction. Center. Thank you yeah. so much. And if you want to customize all that stuff, if you go into the notifications and settings, you'll see a whole list of individual things that you can turn on and off because some things you may never want to get a notification on at all. Right. So it's a good way to customize what you want and what you don't want. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. Take care. Yep. All right, Carol. Hey, Carol. How are you doing? Hello. So I have a basic question. Um... Trying to get better with all my Apple products, my MacBook, my my iPad. Um, editing, I, I have to send a lot of things out 
won a few boards and whatnot. So I'm trying to, it's just such a hard thing to try to edit it. Is there an easier way? Are you or trying shortcut to edit way? Are you trying Anything to edit text or, or audio or what are you trying to te- edit? Yeah, no, te- text. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a text editor that you're using currently? No. So yeah, I don't know this. Is there one that I can? Yeah. So, uh, what, what kind of computer do you have? I have MacBook Pro and a iPad. If you go and you'll have this on both your iPad and your MacBook Pro, there's a application called Pages, which is Apple's version of Word. No, no, basically. I got that. No, I got that. But can you edit in that? Like, yes. Does it... Wait. You can. Okay. It's a full blown editor. So if you want to just do plain text and nothing else, when you open up that app, Pages, then yeah. just pick a blank document and it'll just be all a blank space for you to type and edit and do whatever you want in there. If you use your iPad as well and you have the cloud syncing going, then you, they will sync together and all no, of what no, you I do in both places will be there. I, I don't think you're understanding my question. This is a very basic question. Like it is really hard for me to go back and edit if I'm not like absolutely correct as I'm typing. What's the best way to do that? So I think I, I got you here. And are you using a keyboard or only touchscreen interface? Well, I, I'm using a, a Bluetooth keyboard. Okay. So what I have found to do for editing is, um, and I'm going to tell you this on the Mac, and I believe the keystrokes are the same when it comes mm-hmm. to the iPhone. When you're mm-hmm. in, in the edit field, if you press command left arrow, this will take you to the beginning of the line. And then use mm-hmm. your option keys and your left and right arrow keys to move between word and word. Um, on the say again, uh, wait. Edit. So option and what? option left to go back left. and okay, right to right. go okay. forward for words. Okay, and then you okay. can use your option plus shift and left and right to select words when you're in the edit field, and then start typing the words that you're trying to replace them with. Do you have to delete it, or do can you just retype it? When the word is selected, you can just start typing, and it will delete the word with the letters that you're putting uh, in the edit field. Okay. And so punctuation, is that just something you just have to be able to put in yourself? There's no... If you're typing, then you would put the punctuation in either on the touchscreen keyboard or on your physical keyboard. Or when dictating, you can say the word comma or period, and that will add the the punctuation while dictating. No, I know that. I guess I was just wanting something to double check me. Ah, gotcha. So you're looking to to double check. Um, I'm not as familiar with the spell checking and grammar checking functionalities that are available on voiceover. There are some that can be okay. used. So if someone has any tips, raise your hand and feel free to share them. Um, and I think there's a appreciate your question. plugin, isn't there? There is, but I haven't used any of those. So that's what I was saying. If someone has experience, raise your hand so we can help her out. Okay, great. All right. Sheila. I'm sharing. Thank you. No problem. Good luck to you. Hello, everyone. Hi, Sheila. Hello. Um, hi. Um, I have a brilliant 40, which I just um, bought and I'm loving it. And I had somebody look at this. I have a consistent problem of not being able to keep the sleep timer set. I got it set once for turning off in one minute, but I really want it for more than that. And I know that I go into user settings under options and go to sleep time and put in the value and press enter and to set it and it isn't working. (laughs) <laughs> so I wonder if anybody's had this problem and if you have any ideas. I have not played with that on a brilliant, but if anyone has any suggestions, raise your hand. Okay. Uh, so to give you the process that they use to be able to get the sleep timer to work. Great. Thank you very much. No worries. Lynn. Hi, guys. Hi there. So my favorite podcast is a podcast called book bistro and um so my question i'm not sure if you're going to be able to help me but i'm desperate i'm decided to try so i have an iphone se 2020 okay so it's three years old Mm -hmm. i put ios 17 on it last week and i've got this thing going on and i i i I wish it was a. I wish I knew what it was called because I'm not sure. It's this thing with widgets, and the 
widgets um well it came up and asked me did i want to install it last weekend last week and i didn't want to but i couldn't get out of the screen so i had to go ahead and continue or not install but it asked me if did i want to continue so i continued and now um even on the lock screen i'll get like the clock will come up and i'll say cupertino and it'll say whatever cupertino's time is or else the weather a widget will come come up they're all they're these are both widgets and they they also switch into landscape mode, even though my mode is locked. Does anybody know what's going on and how I can get rid of it? Because it's well, a pain. They have, in this new update, they have what's called live widgets, and they go on the lock screen and give you information, or you can really kind of put them anywhere where a widget is allowed. But ultimately, if you want to get them off your lock screen, you would go into the home screen settings and there's going to be a lock screen and a home screen and you edit them individually. And when you do that, you can add widgets or remove the widgets. So you want to go in there and remove them. Once you remove them off your lock screen, they'll no longer be there. And if you don't want any widgets on there, then just don't add any and you'll just have a blank lock screen. The only thing you'll have there is the day and the time. Okay. Okay. I don't think I've ever been in there before. Okay. Well, I will try it, and and uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yep, no problem. And you can remove those widgets from anywhere. So if you don't want them at all, you just do that same process. When you go in, you'll see there'll be two screens to edit. One is the lock screen. That's like the one where, before you even go into your phone, the first thing you see when your phone is turned on is called the lock screen. And then the second one is the home screen. So those would be and the two Where do you edit, edit them from? I mean, what, what I mean is where do you go to edit them? Let me look it up and give me one sec and we'll take Sorry. another question and then I'll look up how you do okay. it and tell you how okay. to do it. Okay, I'll stay on the call. Thank you. While Marty is looking that up, I wanted to follow up with two things. For the individual who was getting their picture shown on Facebook uh, under their profile, if you go into your settings and then down to privacy, you can choose photos and then Facebook will be a list there and you can restrict access to your photos for that uh, for that application. The second person, um, so it looks like with the um, NLS e-reader, which is based on the BI20X, if you go into the settings and then user settings, like you had anticipated, and then okay. you go... it says hand raised, so put me back on... Um, and then you go uh, down to the um, user sleep timer. Uh, well, it says actually... Uh, I was just doing it because I got distracted there for a second. If you go over to sleep time, you'll see a number sign followed by the number of seconds. And what I did is I simply pressed the cursor routing key above that. And then I uh, pressed the backspace key, the dot seven, because the line was underneath the number there. And I started with the number sign dots three, four, five, six, and I put in 45 and then I hit the OK button or dot eight. And then this took me back to user settings. And when I pressed the cursor routing key above that, I then seen that the sleep time was set to 45 seconds. Um, so hopefully that'll help. Marty, did you get the answer to that uh, yes. other question? Yes. So what you do is you go into settings, then you go into home screen. Once you're in home screen, you're going to see two options. There's going to be a lock screen and a home screen, and you can edit those individually. And that's how you add or remove widgets from that screen. Okay, Perfect. thank you so much. Yep, no problem. All sure. right. We got <clears throat> Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Hello. How is everyone doing? Great, and yourself? Good, thank you. Um, I discovered a not a good, very, not a very good behavior that happened in, uh, in my Zoom account this morning. Okay. Um, I have tried reaching out to, I tried reporting the problem through the Zoom app. And what it is, uh, I'm getting this repeatedly, this repeated error message saying that I can, that, um, saying, uh, failed to register phone number. Please try again. And then what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to add my phone number to be added for phone contacts matching on my Zoom account. And it's not taking it. Could it be in the past 
asked that maybe um, when Zoom asked for your so, wait, so it's not it's not taking your phone number, correct? And hmm. I'm afraid I'm going to have to reach out to Zoom accessibility again and tell them that this is happening again. Yeah, I have the not update. Had the this. update that they pushed out did not fix it. Yep. I, if you've already started that dialogue with Zoom, that would be my next step. Um, if you, what I have seen in some iOS apps is that it's asking for the country code and then the phone number. But if you've already explored the screen and not being able to check that out, then I would reach back out to access at zoom.us and let them know what you're encountering. Okay. Yeah, because I am going to take a screen recording of it too and let yeah. them know in the recording. And so that they are aware, and I've I've already, I've already, you know, went in and in the in the uh, about section in my uh, in the Zoom settings, I went in and reported the problem, and I actually set it up so that it can send them the uh, dialogue or the uh, not the dialogue the um, voiceover. Well, there's actually a different way. Um, no, there's a, I can't remember the actual term of okay. the, the, the name for it. Um, oh, it's the, whatever it's asking for, like the, um, there's a, there's a switch button next to that uh, where they want you to send logs. Okay. So you, yeah. That, so what I would do though, because I can't troubleshoot it further, is drop access at zoom.us and email. And they'll let you know for sure what you need to send. So that way they can track it on their end if something is not working properly. Okay. So thank, thank you. you so Appreciate much, Michael, it. Michael, yep. for your help. Yep. And then uh, before we go, Sheila, on to the next person, I actually wanted to follow up with the person related to the BI40X. Uh, I followed those steps as I was telling you, I'm changed the number, but you're right. It does not appear to go to sleep, at least not on my end, because I set it to 30 seconds and my display is still awake. So, uh, Sheila, who do we got next? Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey. Um, first off, a a answer to somebody's question and a question my answer somebody was asking about the uh i think it was a mac question something about the uh notification getting rid of the yep uh access um what is that thing the thing you have to clear when you that pops up anyway um what i generally do is uh the if I get a notification, this is in general, if I get a notification, I think there's two different commands. One, uh, I think it's BOO, actually takes you to the notification center, if I'm not mistaken. That's the, and then the other one, VON, actually brings up the list of current notifications that have popped up recently. I believe that's what. Perfect. Yeah, and then what I do anyway is I select that one of those notifications, and then I do VO shift space to uh, bring up, you know, to pop up the action, to bring up the actions menu and hit close from there, and it usually goes away. Um, the question, though, is, um, and for example, VMware Fusion, I'm running Mac OS Sonoma on both my Intel Mac, many from 2018 as well as and then i have uh an m1 2021 mm -hmm. or whatever the last macbook air was that came out um anyway um every time two things one every time i open that app that it brings that message up and i have to keep going in there and getting rid of it um and that's been going on since the Ventura days when it for, when thir when Ventura first came out, it was doing that. And it tell it's um, telling you that it's added itself to the login items. Is that yes, the message? yes. Okay, every so, time, every time yep. you launch it. So, um, and this is where some creative Googling comes into place because I encountered this with a program, and it seems to not cause any more. 
cause the issues anymore. What I found is you have to go into a system folder and delete the file related to the app that is there and then uh, empty the trash and reboot your computer. So what I would do Hmm. is do a quick Google search for um, application login notification always comes up on Mac OS and you'll find, cause I can tell you the library that you need to go to, to delete them. Uh, but first of all, I don't remember exactly. It's in your library's folder. Um, and then you go in there and you delete the file, you empty the trash of your computer and then restart your computer. Restart. And that should, you'll get one more notification to let you know that it's added itself. And then after you restart again, for me, at least, it has not popped up that app doing that anymore. It's not the same app, so it could be different, but that's right, where I right. would start. Um, and speaking of Fusion, I'm just kind of curious if anyone has had problems with uh, under Ventura running, not necessarily running the application, but having a problem where, because I'm having this, and somebody else had mentioned it on one of the Mac lists, if the, when you go to start, a virtual machine, whether it's Windows, Linux, it doesn't really matter. But if I start, click start, it goes, it brings up the start, uh, the boot menu, and then completely, and then immediately shuts right off. So it doesn't even get past the boot menu. So I'm wondering, um, and I know uh, VMware has released an update, uh, which I did install, but it's still doing it. So I'm wondering if anyone has seen it and if they've had yeah. uh, been able to resolve that. So if someone has seen it, feel free to raise your hand to let him know. Um, I use parallels and I have not experienced this on parallels. Um, but if you have experienced that issue with the boot menu, raise your hand so we can get that along. Thank you very much. No worries. Sheila, who do we got next? Barbie. Hey, hey Barbie. Barbie. How are you doing? Hello, everyone. Um, my problem is. I've upgraded to Outlook, the new Outlook for mail, and I'm having serious problems because it's coming up in all JAWS format, like talking about ribbons and all those sorts of things, which I have yet to learn. And then I try to undo it. It won't allow me to undo it. And as well as I looked it up on the internet and lots of people are having problems with the new Outlook mail. Do you know of any concern about that? What so, are, oh, I was just going to say, what kind of computer are you on? Well, this I have this on my laptop, my Lenovo laptop, but right now I'm on my desktop. So what I would initially say when it comes to the new Outlook there, Barbie, um, first of all, I think what's happening is you may need to disable the virtual viewer when using this app. I have not downloaded the new Outlook, so I can't tell you for sure. Have you reached out to Vespero's technical support to ask them if they can help you getting Outlook configured to work best with JAWS? Um, no, I'm using Fusion. Okay. And um, so I'm not, I'm using the Fusion part of JAWS where you got mm-hmm. Zoom Text and Fusion together. Yeah. Yep. So, um, because I'm in the learning curve, no, I, I have that. not reached out to them as yet. And when it comes up, the regular one comes up, but then it immediately switch over to the new one. And it comes up and says something about cards and all those sorts of things. <laughs> I can't do anything with it. <laughs> if they're Sorry. If they're both popping up, like if one pops up and then it disappears and the new one pops up uh, right after that. Correct. You might have them both installed on your computer. So if you absolutely hate the new Outlook and you still have the old one, you can delete the new one off your computer and then just continue using the old one. Yeah, and I I did look for it. However, it looks like they're embedded or entangled. So I was wondering if I did undo it, I would undo both of them and would be in a worse shape. Yeah, you don't want to undo both of them because then you'll lose your account and all the information yeah. in there. So, so that's what I mean. They they seem to be entwined entwined together. So because, because I ha- haven't used this and I don't think Marty's used the new Outlook, that would be my suggestion for you is to reach out to Vespero since you're using JAWS 
uh, to their tech support team because they've probably encountered other JAWS users trying to use Outlook, and they may be able to give you some suggestions for how best to configure it to work with Fusion. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate your help. No worries. And Barbie, yep, do you have that luck. number? Um. Yes, I do. Beautiful. Thank you. If you need it, feel free to come back. Have a okay. good one. Good Got luck. It. All right, Pam. Hello. Hey, Pam. I have I have a tip for Lynn, and I have a tip for Judy. Uh, for Lynn, and this one is so easy. I'm amazed no one picked up on it. It sounds like what she is dealing with is not your typical widgets. It's this new thing called standby. And all she needs to do, I think, is go into settings, go to standby, which is brand new with iOS 17, and go in there and turn it off because it's owned by default. And I think that's what she's dealing with. Yes, that is what I'm dealing with. Yes. I just couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's called standby. Just go into settings, go to standby. It's a double tap on standby and turn it off and that'll get rid of all that mess. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pam. And you won't have to go through all that editing stuff. It'll just turn it right off. Okay, Judy, uh, I I haven't had I haven't seen that kind of stuff that you get for years. And all you got to do is go in and turn Siri suggestions off for that app. Even if you don't use Siri, that's I was having a problem with that probably. Oh, I don't know how many iOS is back, and it was driving me nuts because it was showing all the people I had texted. And I went into Siri suggestion, as someone suggested, and I just turned that sucker off and that got rid of it. So, Pam, when you do that, it doesn't show the last 10 people you texted in the Correct. share sheet? Correct. Oh, cool. I can go into, I can go into um, uh, voice memos, which I just did a while ago, pretending I was going to share something. And it didn't show any of the people I had texted or emailed or any of that stuff. Just Turn it off. So then the first thing you would see is messages, mail. It just skips that yes. first row. Yes. Yes. All right. Good tip, Pam. Thank you. All right. Next, we have Lori. Hey, Lori. How you doing? Hi, Marnie and Michael. Actually, Pam just gave my same tip away. Going to there go. series. Pam's the tip giveaway winner of the day. Uh, but it is down further. There's a whole bunch of things because a couple of them I thought, oh, that must be it. No, it's under Apple suggestions and it says uh, show when sharing. And that's the one that we want to turn off. Cool. Well, thanks. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I was looking for that and I appreciate that follow-up. So yeah, yeah, I had to try scroll a couple down quite of them to turn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had, a, I had to test a couple of them to find the right one because they uh, there was about three that sounded like, oh, this is it. Oh, this is it. Nope, that wasn't well, it. <laughs> it's really confusing because if you, for example, go into the share sheet, since that's what we're talking about, and you want to turn yes. something off, who would ever think that something's going to be under, you know, a Siri, you know, assistant or whatever Pam said? Uh, yeah, Siri search and suggestions. Yeah, so that's it's that's all the these suggestions, and there's uh, headings in there, and there's a bunch under one heading, and I thought, oh, this has got to be it. No, it's under Apple suggestions. It would be great uh, if they just had further. a section for share sheets and you can turn on and off what you need or don't need. Yeah. Yes. But that's too obvious, I guess, right? Yeah. Thank you for your podcast, both of Thanks you. Thanks a lot. Yep. No problem. Thank you. All right. Malcolm. Hey, Malcolm. Hey, hey Malcolm. How's hey, going? good morning, everybody. Sorry it took me so long to find that button. <laughs> that magic button is elusive. Um, my question is this. I was on earlier. And all of a sudden, everything went haywire, and I got disconnected. And I thought, what the heck? So I left the meeting, tried it again, wouldn't connect, said, make sure you're connected to the Internet. So I went up to the very top bar there where you have your clock and um, those other three things that has to do with your bars and um, Internet and then um, charging. And when I looked up there, it said 5G. I've noticed that every time that thing says 5G, I go back into my settings and it says my internet is not connected. What? Why is that happening? 
And what can I do to prevent it? So the 5G itself is the speed of the data that you're on from your service provider. There's kind of two things they run off now. One's called 4G and the other one's called 5G. 5G is the newer standard, which is really supposed to be a lot faster than the 4G, but not all of the phones and not all of the areas offer 5G. So you're going to see it come on and off depending on where you are and things like that. And it will then revert back down to 4G if 5G is weak or not available in the area that you're in or your house or whatever the case may be. So you could turn it off if you don't want to have 5G, although if you do pick it up, it is much faster than 4G, but it just depends on if it's in your area or not. Well, it seems like it automatically switches to 5G, and when it does that, it knocks my internet off my phone. So quick question for you, Malcolm. Uh, After a moment, like right now, are you on 5G, or, or did it go back to LTE? No, it's back to LTE or just bars showing how many bars I have. Okay. So if you if if 5G isn't working for you properly in your area and it keeps switching over, if you go into settings, go to cellular, and then next to data, you'll see an option that says cellular data options. If you go, uh, actually it says voice and data. If you go in there, there's an option that you can go to that says voice and data as well. And in there, it's probably set to cellular data auto switch. You can turn that to either A, be always on 5G, so you don't have to worry about it automatically switching where you're losing your connection, or B, use LTE, which is what Marty was talking about, where you can disable 5G all the way. And then that should avoid the cutoff when it switches you over to 5G. I would not suggest you do only 5G, though, because if you're in an area that doesn't offer 5G, you'll have nothing. Okay. Exactly. What is what is the ramifications of this 5G? And has anybody else had this problem? And if so, what are we what are we going to do in the future? If um, I mean, is there a way to get the phone so that it will take the 5G or so your phone? So five, oh, go ahead, Michael. 5G works in some areas and in a lot of areas. 5G is marketed to be the next best thing, and it is mm-hmm. the next best thing. It's just not the best thing right now. So it is coming, and I think if you're encountering connection issues when your phone says 5G, then um, maybe experiment switching to 5G in different areas. But I use 5G all the time um, on my phone, and it is working. Another thing you can try if this continues to be an issue, and it is a little bit of a a little sledgehammer to a problem, but it will tell you if there's an issue with your phone's network settings, um, is you can go in and reset your network settings on your phone. That will delete all of your connected Wi-Fi network, so be aware of that. But that would also rebuild the connection to the cellular network so you can then see if 5G is working for you. Uh, It sounds like something's just caught up um, when you switched over to 5G. So to temporarily avoid that, just set it to LTE. To experiment with trying to make it better, try resetting your network settings. Again, that'll delete all of your Wi-Fi networks, but that might fix the issue when it switches to 5G. And one of the things I will say is if you are not in a solid 5G area and you turn it off so that it's only LTE all the time and you're not ever seeing the 5G, it'll save you battery life because if your phone is constantly trying to search for 5G and get on it and then you get knocked off and all those kinds of things, it's really chewing up your battery a lot. So if you turn it off and you're just running on LTE and it's not constantly searching for 5G, getting knocked off, getting back on, it'll save you a lot of uh, battery life. And then just manually turn it on if you get into a bigger city area where maybe they have more 5G towers available. Okay. So it sounds like if I did go to an area like that where there was full 5G coverage and it switched my phone, it wouldn't work, though, because it doesn't work here. That's not if there's 5G towers in a certain area and you turn your 5G on, it will pick it up and it would work. But if it's not a solid area with good 5G connection, it'll be wonky or not work at all. Okay, so if it's <clears throat> it's like if I go next door and it's 5G and it doesn't work, I come back home, it's not 5G, I'll be fine. Correct. Okay. 
So until but, but what until I was saying I is, it. if you turn it off, searching for five G, it'll save your battery because otherwise, mm-hmm. your phone's always searching, searching, searching for five G, and that uses up a lot of battery power. So if I was in a stable area where it was five G all the time, everywhere I went, then I wouldn't have this problem with my phone. Correct. Okay. All right, and that was settings, um, cellular, and then voice and data. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much for the help. No problem. Good luck to you. Yeah, keep the show going. It's great. Yeah, thanks. You bet. All right, Jeanette. Hey, Jeanette. Hey, nice to chat with you. Nice to chat with you. So, up until yesterday, when I used my Apple Watch, if I went to put in my password or go into any app, I could double tap on my watch. And everything would be hunky-dory. As of yesterday, when I did the latest update, I can no longer double tap to put in my password, to go into any of my apps. Well, one I thing I would you have an iPhone, tap. right? I do. One thing you can do to avoid having to punch the password on your phone is just unlock your phone and it'll unlock your watch for you if you have that and, setting. And on. I do that all the time. But if I'm on my watch and I want to go into workout <clears throat> and set one of the workout apps, which I used to be able to do, I can't do it with the double tap anymore. If I want to start my blood oxygen, I can't do that with the double tap anymore. We tried using some of the newer gestures that you can turn on, and you're supposed to be able to clench your fist and snap your fingers together. Those aren't out yet, though. It's the two oh, finger double out. tap. Yeah, they're they come out. in 10 1, is what they're saying. They're, they're, they're out. out, Marty. They're yeah. out because my husband can do them with his strong hands, but my hands are weaker and I cannot do them. And on the watch, I thought we'll slow down the double tap and that will fix it. But you can't do that in the same way you can do it on the phone. So besides doing the split tap, do you have any other suggestions for me? No, because you checked the same place I was just checking uh, because I know that was an issue with uh, iOS 17. I think for now it might have to be that you use the split tap. Um, or reach out to Apple Accessibility. Oh, I spent an hour on the phone with them, and yeah. you were more helpful than they were. Have you so. tried restarting your phone, like turning it off, waiting a second, turning it back yes, on again? like four times. Mm. Yeah, I've tried everything I can think of. That's and I do know that they've gotten a lot of complaints about the fact that the dock is not working the way it should be. But it for me, it's across every single app I go into. Well, the... The dock situation, from what the way I understand it is, on the round button, it's you double click it, and now it's just called recent items, and they actually removed the dock setup no, for recent items. No, that's not true. Oh well, that's actually not true. If you double click the round button, you will see dock instead of it being the long the long button, which is the way you used to go into it. If you tap the round button twice, it will put you in dock and you can add stuff to it. But being able to, for me, being able to double tap on any app, whether I'm in dock or elsewhere, just isn't working anymore. So Hmm. hopefully we'll get these bugs resolved sooner than later. Hopefully, if I come up with a solution, I will let you know. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for your appreciate help. It. Yeah, no problem. You have a great day. You too. Um, I apologize. I think this is Ed Howland, but I'm not positive. Can you guys hear me? Yes. We can hear you. Yeah, this is Ed. Hi, guys. It's been a hey, while Ed, since how you doing? Yeah, um, so what a question about the Mac, uh, voiceover on the Mac. Um, like in your web page or something, and you, you can navigate by you know, uh, form fields or, or, or links or headings. Um, is there any way to like quickly jump? Let's say you're on a web page and you've got hundreds of links on that web page. Can I jump to the bottom link quickly 
Uh, or once I'm there, can I jump back to the top link quickly with one keystroke? Yeah. So do you have a full-size keyboard or a laptop keyboard? I do have, I have either both, right? Right now I'm on a full-size keyboard, yes. So I'm what I just two. did is if I do VOU, that takes you into the uh, voiceover rotor. Use your right. left and right arrow keys to locate links. And then if you right. press home, that takes you to the first item and end will take you to the last link. Oh, it's not working for me. Okay. Um, and then that Doesn't will work quick for uh, that, Michael. No, you don't need quick nav, but remember, it's just the home and end with no voiceover modifier. So no VO in home. Correct. And it's, it's just the home and end. So you, so you switch the rotor to either links or or um, headings or something. Or form controls, right? yep. Right, and then you hit home and end, it'll take to the first and last one. Okay, I'll, I'll give that a try. I'm having problems with it. But, and um, also another thing to try if your keyboard has it, because so I just tried it with the VO keys and that did work. So I, I suspect that pressing home and end may not work for you as well. And I wonder if for some reason your keyboard's not interpreting those correctly. So you could also try pressing the FN key and left to go home or right to go end and see if that works as well. The, oh, okay. I don't have an F. This is an external keyboard. It's connected via USB to my Mac Mini mm -hmm. M2. Um, so it's just. Do you have that really six pack of keys? On there? Yeah, there is a six pack of keys. So the yeah. insert key, the top le uh, top left key on my uh, full size keyboard is an FN key. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. So if you're not certain, you know uh, that does not work. Old keyboards don't necessarily have all the updated keys. Um, like the globe key isn't on every single keyboard. Sometimes it's missing on an older keyboard. So it depends how old your keyboard is, Ed. Yeah, yeah but try no that idea. key as an FN key. And see if that works. Okay. Well, anyway, so, but basically, I like the home in the end. Uh, and then maybe if it doesn't work, then maybe switch quick nav off and then try it or something, possibly. Yeah. Maybe Are you using it. quick nav? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually in quick nav. Yeah. Okay. Uh, unless I, you know, need to get out of it for some reason. Yeah. Try that because I just tried it with quick nav on and it, and the end key took me to the last item and home took me to the first item without the VO modifier. Without VO. Okay. Uh, we'll give that a shot then. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Ed. Guys. All right. Thanks, Ed. Uh -huh. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Denise. Hey, Denise. How you doing? Hello. Um, I have a quick question about the blind shell. Um, if I'm on speakerphone, I noticed that. When I use the volume control, it will change what the blind shell is telling me, but it won't change the volume of what I'm listening to. So I'm wondering if there's any way of changing that. Do you know if your blind shell has the latest update? I'm, I'm fairly certain that it does. Okay. And... By chance, and I'm only asking these questions because of the best way to troubleshoot it, because I have seen this with some phones um, where adjusting the the volume while on the speakerphone only adjusts the voice of talkback, but doesn't adjust, well, I'm sorry, of the blind shell screen reader, but doesn't adjust the volume of the speakerphone, correct? Right. Yeah. Um, when did you purchase your blind shell? Uh, it was in August of this year. Okay, so it is a newer phone. Um, yeah, that would be the first thing is is I would try checking for updates. There may be a, I can check with Diane. So if you can send us an email, uh, she may have some other solutions at Blindshell. Um, but I know they fixed a volume issue in a recent update on the Blindshell. Okay, so um, who should I send an email to? If you just send an email to feedback at unmute.show, we will uh, figure out if we can have any additional information. Okay, thank you. No worries. Okay, it's 10 till and you have two hands. Okay. All righty. Anne. Hey, hey Anne, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. we can hear you. Just have to say that. Um, I was having some trouble this morning turning off the alarm. I don't know if they've changed anything, but uh, it kept, I tried everything and it kept going off 
and I had to call Apple to help me get the alarm turned off. How are you really supposed to do it? She said, she said, tap twice on the screen. And I did it with her on the phone, but, um, I tried the side, sidebar and the home screen. And I just, it kept, it went off, but it kept going on. Do you not want it to go on anymore? Or do you just no, want I, to be able to I turn it off to turn once it you off. wake up or whatever? I want to be able to turn it off when I try to turn it off in the morning. Yeah. There should be either a snooze button that shows up. Um, yeah, but which a, what, which button is... The, well, I think it's on the okay. screen. I don't think it's a physical button. I think it actually comes up on the screen. So are you using voiceover? Yes. You might have to just put your finger on the screen and flick down to either off or snooze, I think, are the options. If you put it on oh, snooze, so it's going to come back on. If you go to so off, you don't use off. You don't use the side button to do it? Mm-mm. Not as far no, as I know. I haven't. That will... That will snooze the alarm. So I did just go tell my phone to set an alarm for 10.53 a.m. And uh, what you're looking for, and I'm going to give you exact terminology, so I'm going to talk for a couple of seconds until my alarm goes off. Um, And Marty was correct. You're going to see the time that the alarm is going off, so it's going to give you that time. It's going to also give you the ability to snooze the alarm, which strangely on my phone only snoozes for nine minutes. I don't know if that's how it's supposed to, but uh, stra- uh, snooze the alarm. And then you should have an option to dismiss the alarm. And if you locate that dismiss on the alarm, then you can double finger or you can single finger double tap on that. So I see alarm, show notification. I see snooze and then stop button stop is what you're looking for so if you double tap on stop then that will stop the alarm and i double tapped it's the last thing on the screen so um you can flick to the right about four times and you should hear it say stop and then just double tap there they must have changed that then they did oh okay yep they did in ios 17 oh well thank you no worries All right, we only have a couple of minutes left, so we're running out of time. Desi? Hi. Hey, Desi. How are you? Yep, we can hear you. Excellent. Um, I just wanted to quickly say that I agree with Michael um, that Double Tap is my favorite podcast right now, and I listen to a slew of podcasts, and I love all the IACast ones and the Unmute ones too, but Double Tap is just, it's just awesome, and I find that if I go... I mean, if there is a, a day or two where they don't do one for some reason, I always get really sad because <laughs> I just, I wait for that every day. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was all I really wanted to say. Well, thanks, well, Desi. I will click that. If you miss one, you can always Steven. go back and replay a previous one if there's not one on that day. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> thanks, you guys. Great yep. call. Have a great of one. Course. You well, too. Is that everyone, Sheila? No, you have two more hands, but they are repeat. We've got like three minutes. Uh, you want to take those? We'll wrap it up, Marty. Um, if it's really fast, we have like a minute. So, all right, Judy, real quick. Hey, Judy. I <laughs> uh, just want to thank Pam for her suggestion, but unfortunately, it didn't work. The series suggestions turned those both off, and uh, my whole list is still in voice memos of suggestions of people. So, I just wanted to say that unfortunately it did not work for me but. We, we will play with that over the next week judy and see if we can figure out uh, the option because i think there is something in there so we'll, we'll try to get that figured out and thanks for your feedback thanks a lot all right marty you want to go ahead and wrap it up for this week yep yep thanks everyone for being here at another unmute as always we want to thank sheila and brad for all your help you guys are always super awesome and we appreciate you and for everyone else have a super awesome week If you have uh, any questions, comments, or anything like that, you can reach us at feedback at unmute.show. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, everyone.